Welcome to Matters of Christ with Elizabeth. This is our first episode for the year 2022, and I'm so happy to bring you this episode. It's a privilege to be here, and I want to thank you so much for listening to me. Let's continue in 2022. It's going to be awesome. Our matter of Christ today is Martyr Ignatius, the Bishop of Antioch. We already started talking about him in in one of the episodes in 2021. We're going to continue and look more into the circumstances surrounding his death in this episode. Recall that the persecution in Bithynia and Pontus reached Antioch, where the Bishop of Antioch was the main target. We talked about Pliny, an Emperor Trajan, encouraging Governor of Asia Minor, Pliny, to continue to execute Christians, if you remember, where Pliny was asking him how he should treat the Christians, and Trajan told him to continue in the way he was doing where he asked them three times and if they said they were Christians they were to be executed but Emperor Trajan said he shouldn't go searching them out house to house Um, so this persecution got to Antioch where the Bishop of Antioch was their main target why was he their main target history has it that the Bishop of Antioch was appointed Bishop ordained bishop at the turn of the first century and he held office for about 40 years so 40 years of leading the church and writing a lot he was a great theologian so he wrote a lot so Ignatius of Antioch he was known as Ignatius Theophorus which is his baptismal name. Theophorus means the God-bearer. He was born to pagan parents, but was converted to Christianity at a young age. History has it that Ignatius, Ignatius and his friend Polycarp were apostles, rather disciples of Apostle John. Ignatius was ordained Bishop of Antioch by Apostle Peter. So, when the persecution in Asia Minor, this this persecution, remember, when the Christians were brought before Pliny, not all of them, not all of them stood for Christ. Some Christians were too ready to curse Christ and offer incense to the emperor's image, while others denied ever belonging to the faith or that they had any connection with it. So. They were released, but many refused to denounce their faith and would not offer incense to emperor's image, which really annoyed and also made the governor, you know, wonder and amazed him, you know, to the courage and the strength of the people. 
However, the persecution continued. And when it got to, to Antioch, we could, we could see from the details of the last letters that the Bishop of Antioch wrote during his trip to Rome where he was to be executed. He gave out a number of letters. He wrote a number of letters during his trip. So he had time, unlike the others who, who were um, went who went to trial and then executed in the same town. But for his case, he was not executed in the town where he was from. He was sent to Rome. So he's from Antioch, and then he's traveling from Syria to Rome to face execution. So that gave him a long time sort of you know time to to document some things to say some last goodbyes to say some last words so he had time so he wrote about seven letters seven letters history has it that he wrote so details of the last months of his life they were seen in this letter that he wrote on his way to rome to face death Why was he not executed in Antioch? Perhaps it was because he was the leading bishop and was widely known. He was really influential. So 40 years he was in office and he has grown and yeah, these were were people that knew the apostles of Jesus. He had a personal uh, contact with Apostle John. So Apostle John was his he was a disciple of Apostle John and then ordained bishop by Apostle Peter. So they were the ones that, that took over from the apostles of Jesus Christ. So he was really, really uh, big. He was the only Christian that was arrested and had to face trial alone. Alone. He was not with anyone else before the emperor. <laughs> he received this kind of he was singled out and received this kind of special treatment, yeah, because of yeah, his influence. He was he was big, and he requested to face trial before the the emperor. The emperor was visiting Antioch at the time, so there was a good time for 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 him to yeah to make that request also. So he requested to face trial before the emperor who was visiting Antioch. When he was brought before Emperor Trajan, remember that Emperor Trajan in the beginning seemed to be fair or nice to Christians, but we saw that he wasn't in his letter to Pliny, the governor of Bithynia. So now here we can now see how Emperor Trajan really is, you know. He was able to show who he really was in Antioch. So he asked the, Ant- the bishop of Antioch, Ignatius, who are you who possessed with an impure spirit are so eager to transgress our commands and persuade others to do the same to their own destruction? They called the spirits that the Christians had an impure spirit. Remember the oracle of the Apollo who said that the impious in the land were preventing Apollo's ability to provide advice. 
when when they went to him but when he asked when Trajan asked the bishop of Antioch this question the bishop of Antioch replied saying Theophorus is my name <laughs> and the meaning of Theophorus was he who he said Theophorus is my name he who has Christ within his chest he says he has Christ within his chest hmm the emperor then replied do you mean the one who was crucified by Pontius Pilate hmm the bishop replied yes I mean him who was crucified for my sins So at this reply the emperor said that he be taken in chains to Rome to be devoured by lions for the gratification of the people. The bishop of Antioch just prayed said I thank you Lord that you have thus honored me like the apostle Paul and he commended himself to God. So he was taken in chains by 10 soldiers. They traveled overland by overland route to Rome. They traveled through Asia Minor via Philadelphia and Smyrna. Smyrna is in Syria. They went to Troas. This was remember Troas, the same route that Apostle Paul. They traveled yeah from Asia Minor to Troas. The same route that Apostle Paul traveled for this time by sea. while he preached and when they reached Troas Ignatius was taken to Philippi and then to to Rome so in his letters we could see we could we were able to he brought us into his experiences how he was treated and yeah So in his letters we could we were able to read that during the trip the bishop of Antioch was treated roughly by the guards but he was allowed considerable freedom on payment of a fee The bishop described it in his letter as being bound being bound to 10 leopards whose usage grows still harsher even when they are liberally treated So even though he was he was giving them some payments or fee they were still harsh on him. He was allowed to receive guests at a number of stopping places and at Smyrna in Turkey he had the chance to spend time with his friend Polycarp. Remember Polycarp? These two were apostles of apostles uh, disciples of apostle John. So Polycarp was a leading elder of the local church in Smyrna. At his request also at the request of the Antioch of the, of the bishop of Antioch a deacon deacon Burus of Ephesus was allowed to stay with him and also accompanied him to Troas from Smyrna they went to Troas after Smyrna the journey continued to Troas but the stopover was not long enough for the the bishop of Antioch to write to all the churches there 
He did, however, write to the congregations at Philadelphia, Smyrna, and then Burus, the deacon Burus of Ephesus, delivered the letters. So it was really good that the bishop had opportunity to send out letters, which helped us to learn some details of his situation, his pastoral concerns, and the problems facing the church at the time. His letters, however, bear the mark of being written in a hurry. You can imagine being held by 10 soldiers, 10 soldiers to one person, 10, 10. He had no breathing space. So his letters appeared to be written in a hurry, but they, they glowed with life and ring true to the scriptures. You could see that it was a person who has a digested experience of the word of God. He had he had he he, he was just writing, writing from the things that has been stored in him, which means he had a a huge storage of the word of God inside of him. Five of the letters were addressed to the church in Asia Minor and were delivered by the Christians who has been sent to greet him on his way to Rome. One other letter was sent on ahead. So before he gets to Rome, he sent a letter ahead of him to the church to the church in Rome. And then the last letter was a farewell note to his friend Polycap. And he also asked him, told him, yeah, things he should do. And asked him to, to write to the other churches because he had no time to write. So he, he asked him to write to the other churches in his name due to shortage of time. He also told him in the letter to appoint a deacon in Antioch in his place because he knew that yeah uh, this is it for me so he just so that there can be peace in the church so that his work can continue his letter proved that he had a working knowledge of the of the old and the new testament the gospels although he preferred he had a lot of preference for the writings of apostle paul In his letters, one could see that he had his mind on martyrdom, even though he tried, yeah, he tried to settle the, the problems in, in, the, in the church as relates to some false doctrines creeping in. So he tried to set things straight. So he was like the one holding the things together. When he got to Troas, the deacon, two deacons, Philo of Cilicia and Agatopos from Syria, they visited and informed him that Antioch was now at peace again. Because you know when they took him, because he was a very influential person. So when they took him, things were not, yeah. yeah. But these two came around and said that Antioch was at peace again. So martyrdom was something that he had always in his mind. And his motto was, the nearer the sword, the nearer God. The letters revealed his personality and his impact on the Christian church. In his letter to the church at Rome, which was dated August 24, he wrote the month but not the, the year. 
we urge them there not to prevent his death, not to intervene on his behalf, not to beg as he was willing to die. The bishop of Antioch, Ignatius, he saw death as a crown of his endeavor and the attainment to Christ and to true discipleship. He wrote, I am God's grain and I am ground by the teeth of wild beasts that I may be found pure bread. Hmm. I'm God's grain and I'm ground by the teeth of wild beasts that I may be found pure bread. These were strong words. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are these are very strong words. So when he arrived Rome from Troas we said they got to, went through Philippi and then they got to Rome. So when they arrived Rome the bishop was brought to the Flavian Amphitheater which is called Colosseum today. The Flavian Amphitheater is an almost secular building with seats in three floors. It was opened in AD 80 during the reign of Emperor Titus. The Flavian Amphitheater was a place intended for yeah, amusement for the Roman citizen. It had a sitting capacity of 50,000 people. It could sit 50,000 people, which was a lot. Usually people from all over the Roman world would come in mass to attend games, to see wild beasts tear each other apart and gladiators dwell to death. But later on, it was mostly for execution of Christians. When asked, the people often said that the dust on the amphitheater is said to be only matters. So if you pick up the dust on amphitheater, it's matters. The flesh of matters. The Bishop of Antioch, an influential church leader and theologian, was brought here. The belief is that the Bishop of Antioch when brought to Flavian Amphitheater, he was scourged. You know when what scourging is? Weeping to cause great suffering. And then he was tortured in the most cruel way. And his flesh was torn apart with hot pincers. Hot pincers is, is a metal on the fire and then they clamp the flesh with it mm. and finally the dogs the, the lions were let loose on him so the lions were let loose on him and soon all that was left was his bones 
You know, when they have opened the flesh with this hot pincers, they have opened the flesh. Everywhere was, yeah, bleeding. It was easy for the lions to feast very quickly on him. The Christians gathered his bones for burial at Antioch. So some Christians from Antioch came. They were visiting because in his letters we could see that he thanked the the church in Rome for their charity to the Christians that came from Antioch. So the Christians in Ant- the Christian from Antioch gathered his bones for burial at Antioch. The belief is that 19th of December was a date of his martyrdom around AD 110 to 117 they were not really sure of the exact date so yeah this is the story of a great martyr of Christ who experienced the apostles of Jesus firsthand he was a disciple of apostle John he was ordained bishop by apostle Peter So these were the people that brought about the continuity of the Christian faith. So next time you read the Bible, you realize that this Bible and this this great experience of Christianity was passed on to you on the suffering of many. Thank you for listening. you for listening you can follow us on instagram at matters of christ underscore and you can also send us messages on instagram and we will be very happy to hear from you thank you once again for listening